0: Hello humans, and welcome to Exposing Isolation. My name is Rebecca Elizabeth Weber, and today is May 29th, 2019. Whew, I didn't sleep very much last night, everyone. Um, I think I woke up at 1 a.m. and maybe went back to sleep around 5.30. Um, not totally sure about that, but um, I guess I was just meant to practice uh, deep breathing instead of thoughts wandering um, for four or five hours. So that is what I've done. Um, That's what I did before I got up. Um, I've showered, I forced myself to eat a muffin, and actually I'm starting to get my appetite back a little. Um, But I think that today I should still maybe talk about food. I don't think I've spent a whole episode talking about food, and I don't really want to spend a whole episode talking about food, which is exactly why I'm going to do it. Have you started noticing a theme around that in this show? If you haven't, keep looking. So I don't want to make an episode of food, so I'm going to make an episode about food, and I'm going to start out by talking about a very spectacular woman that I am honored to call my friend. Christina Weeb. And I know she's listening to this, so hi Christina. Um yesterday was the first time that Christina and I had the opportunity to talk um I was going to say in person, not in person, but on video like live, I guess is what I would say. We have been friends I think 5 years, but neither of us can remember how we met. Um it was just fate, I guess. Now Christina, um, is also chronically ill like me and housebound she has uh, central sensitivity syndrome which is literally walking hell she's I, I, to sum it up and i will have her sum it up for me better at some point because she has her own um instagram account that i would highly recommend to any of you looking at i will link it with her permission um, and she's also running for mrs british columbia as a chronically ill spoonie to raise awareness about our plight. I mean, if that's not exposing isolation, I don't know what is. So she's she's kind of a superhero to me right now, but she certainly wouldn't think that she is. Um, so we talked yesterday because we both struggle to eat and that sucks and it's isolating and it's hard. So we decided we would eat lunch together virtually. And um, with her permission, I will be sharing her reflection on this because (laughs) I just don't even know how to express enough gratitude for this to be friends with another content creator who's chronically ill and is endeavoring to expose her experience yeah I get that (laughs) I appreciate it too it's like Christina Weeb, and then my friend Amanda Wright and me Rebecca Weber we all have W last names Um, We're all chronically ill, housebound. Amanda does work and make some money, but Christina and I need our husbands to provide all of our income for us. So we we get each other in ways that I'm starting to understand um, how other people just can't. And so we were eating together yesterday. More accurately, she was eating and I was trying to eat. And um, she talked to me about it. She's like, why aren't you eating? I've I've finished my food. You've eaten three bites. What's going on? And, you know, for the first time, somebody had asked. I guess somebody had noticed and somebody had asked. And so she watched me take a chip, dip it into the bean dip, put it in my mouth, force myself to chew it, force myself to swallow. And then I just looked at her and she went, holy F. That would look miserable, and I said, and I explained to her that yes, like my body doesn't seem to know that I'm even eating. My mouth is not producing saliva; it is a fully mechanical act, like of willpower for me to take a bite and chew. I have to use water because I'm not producing saliva. It's like my body does not understand that I'm eating. Um, and she was just so compassionate, and so she was so paying attention to me while I was talking. And she was maybe a little bit um, concerned about if it was okay for her to be talking about these things. I got the impression that she hasn't had these kind of conversations very much, maybe not at all, um, and certainly didn't understand the power of holding space for me like that. And so... She observed, she asked him questions, she asked how long it was going on. I told her about the epigenetics and the history of my eating disorder, how it's always been a problem and it may always be a problem. Um, And then I started crying because I realized that she was the first person that I can remember having offered that kind of help to me. I have told probably hundreds, if not thousands of people at this point that I have an eating disorder, including 15 mental health therapists and at least half a dozen doctors, if not more. And nobody has ever helped. Nobody has ever taken me seriously. Nobody has ever watched me eat and done any, like, it was just amazing. So I cried. She watched me cry. And... She gained a lot of significance out of thinking that something that she could do that she didn't even know that she could was good at, it wasn't something that she held as like an identity to support somebody in this, that she could be so profoundly impactful by just challenging herself to be slightly uncomfortable and preparing herself to be okay with whatever my answers were. And I did share some very deep things with her that I haven't even shared with you all, so... It was quite a moment. And she also, you know, made some suggestions about what I can eat. And she's gonna help me come up with some, or I'm gonna follow some of the things that she does. And that's gonna be really helpful. And um, but really the most significant aspect of it was that she witnessed my pain and struggle. She never labeled me as somebody who was being strong and brave and powerful. She saw that I am not strong or powerful. Brave, yes. But when I have to mechanically take every bite of food, force myself to eat, I I do this thing where I have my snacks and my drinks and because I green juices or, you know, whatever I can get nutrients into my body. And I have those next to me, prepared apples with almond butter, dip, chips, um, like I said, drinks, fruit. Um, There's always food around me. So that if I have any inclination to take a bite, there's always options. And that that's in, on instruction um, from Dr. Dublin. Um, but for the past three or four days, yesterday was a better eating day than usual. I ate two small banana muffins, maybe six bites of bean dip and a few tortilla chips. Um And then, okay, so after I talked to Christina and I rested a bit, Thomas came home from work and he made homemade split pea soup. And he was so calm and the food was so calm and there was rice and he made me a small bowl and I ate the whole thing. And that was maybe a a cup total of split pea soup and a cup total of white rice. But I ate all of that. And that was the most that I've eaten in one sitting that I can remember in maybe the last week. I'm not really sure. Um, but I, I can tell you that that amount of eating that I said that I ate yesterday is more than I've eaten in about a week. Um, and I've never been dishonest with anyone about this. I, 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 people know, have known for over a decade now that this is my struggle. This isn't my everyday. This isn't always, but I relapse into this yearly. Um, I was relapsed like this when I started middle women. I thought that middle women would provide community to me that would help me, that I could heal this with other people. And that never happened. I healed a lot of other people's eating disorders. But nobody ever turned around and helped me. And I saw a rage in Christina that I had never seen in anyone on my behalf before. And she was vulnerable with me and shared her own experience. And was a powerful warrior queen. And I don't know if she sees that, but I see that. Her and Amanda, man, they are Valkyries. <laughs> you all are really something, and it's amazing how much time you will put in our relationship for how shitty you feel every day. So thank you. And but I didn't think that I was going to eat dinner last night when Thomas came home, or when Thomas called on his way home. I said, you know, babe, I. I ate a little bit today already. I just don't think I'm going to eat more because I've gone without dinner for several days. He, he, he's really gone. No pressure. I'm going to make myself dinner. I'll serve you a little if you want to eat it. Great. If you don't, we'll save you some for later. It, there's no pressure. But I ate the whole thing and I was really proud and I cried because I I, I, I went in the bathroom and pulled up my shirt. And for the first time, I, I, I was full. It wasn't much, but my stomach was extended a little bit. And right now I can fully see all of my ribs. I have lost, I'm probably as small as I have ever been. And that is not a secret and I'm not ashamed of it. This is, I don't, I didn't do anything wrong, okay? This eating disorder is not my fault. I don't really think it's anybody's fault, but it's not mine and I'm not ashamed. This is my reality. I probably weigh 115 pounds again. The smallest I've ever been is 108. I, I don't feel any bigger than I ever have been. Um, and I measured myself a couple days ago. Take my measurements. I've kept my measurements, um, since I was about 14, 15, around the time I started my eating disorder. Wonder why I've been denying, uh, body dysmorphia this whole time. Um, anyway, I, I took my measurements. I'm smaller than I have ever been. Um, my hips are bigger since after I went through kind of a second puberty in my late teens, but I'm a, I'm smaller than I was up top around my waist. You know, even my rib cage, I'm smaller than I was when I was 15 right now. And I try every day to eat and it's not working. And I am very much over time, but I think you'll forgive me. Christina witnessed me yesterday in a way that nobody else ever had. She held space for me, and she's continuing to do so. She messaged me last night to say, hey, I'm about to have a smoothie for dinner. Have you considered maybe just eating a bite of something? Nobody has ever done that for me before, and it was amazing. So thank you, Christina, and Amanda, too, for continuing to, um, you know, brainstorm food with me and hang out. It's like the two of you are really building me up in ways that I never expected, I never thought I could have with Thomas's help, and also um, Grandma Mary and Grandpa Jim. I spent so much time talking to Grandpa Jim yesterday, and it was beautiful. A disappointment and pain and anger, it was great. To my mom and Bruce, who both messaged me the other day. I don't think that they know that they both messaged me, but they both checked in on me on the same day that I went off cannabis and posted on Facebook just to see how I was doing. All of you, you're being stunning. You're being exceptional. Thomas. Thank you for making me split pea soup. It's like, I don't need much, but I haven't really been getting much of anything. And so thank you so much to all of you and beyond. I know there's others of you who are supporting me too. Thank you for listening and I hope you have a lovely day.